To most, the Mojave Desert looks like a barren wasteland, jagged rock, swirling sand, and scrub brush. But the Mojave is full of life. It's been home to native tribes for thousands of years. And the Mojave is also home to many caves that hold many secrets. Some caves are reported to be secret entrances to underground bases, and not all of those bases are occupied by humans. Other caves are rumored to be portals to different places on Earth, or portals to different dimensions. There are caves in the desert that cause even the most experienced explorers to run away in fear. But when they gather their courage and return to the caves, they can't find them. They're gone. Year after year, adventurers scour the Mojave trying to solve these mysteries. Some brave souls return with incredible stories, but others go out into the desert and they're never seen again. Kenny Veach had a passion for the wilderness, but was especially attracted to the Mojave Desert. Where most people see nothing but sand and scrub brush, Kenny saw a beautiful and vibrant ecosystem. And I just came across this fellow. It's been a while since I saw one. It's a nice little Mojave Desert tortoise. Kenny also had an interest in aliens and UFOs. He lived in Las Vegas and often hiked the desert not far from Area 51. He also spent a lot of time watching YouTube videos about aliens and conspiracy theories. One of his favorite channels was- The Y-Files. No, no, the Y-Files wasn't around yet. But I have a feeling he would have liked this channel. And what's not to like? Check the comment section, they'll tell you. Ah, uh, yeah, no thanks. If I want to be insulted, I'll just call my ex-wife. Which ex-wife? You have three. Exactly. A channel Kenny watched a lot is Serious Disclosure, run by Dr. Stephen Greer, who I'm sure you know. But in case you don't, Dr. Greer has been one of the loudest voices pushing for the government to reveal what it knows about UFOs and aliens. One video caught Kenny's attention. It was about alternative energy being researched at Area 51. Uh, when they had tested a device that was supposed to be a new type of energy source, and they had taken it out into the range, and it had literally uh, blown up when they tried to activate it. People in the comments exchanged stories about strange phenomena that they had experienced. Kenny also weighed in. This ain't nothing. I am a long-distance hiker. One time during one of my hikes out by Nellis Air Force Base, I found a hidden cave. The entrance to the cave was shaped like a perfect capital M. I always enter every cave I find, but as I began to enter this particular cave, my whole body began to vibrate. Whatever it was that Kenny was feeling seemed to be coming from inside the cave. The closer I got to the cave entrance, the worse the vibrating became. Suddenly I became very scared and high-tailed it out of there. That was one of the strangest things that ever happened to me. I'm sure it wasn't Kenny's intention, but he created one of the biggest internet mysteries in history, a rabbit hole known as the M-Cave. Tons of people responded to Kenny's comment. He went back and forth with people online for about four months. Most were just internet trolls, which made Kenny defensive. I solo hike across mountaintops that most people wouldn't Dare go. I have been in more caves than I can count. I play with rattlesnakes for fun. Some commenters thought he was making it all up. Others said it was probably just an ordinary cave and Kenny was dehydrated so he was seeing things. 
Kenny was an extreme hiker. He often went on desert hikes with nothing but a candy bar and a small bottle of water. Now, this is very unwise and extremely dangerous, but Kenny was proud of his ability to survive the desert with minimal provisions. I started at seven o'clock, but I'm thinking the sun might be down by the time I get back to my truck, because I didn't bring a whole lot of water and I only got like one candy bar to get me through, but uh, I like roughing it that way. But Kenny insisted there was something really off about this cave. This one particular cave was beyond anything I had ever encountered. Someday I'll go back and I'll bring a weapon with me. All I had at the time was a knife and a wrist rocket. They challenged Kenny to go back and find this mysterious M cave, if there even was such a thing. Kenny Beach could not back down from a challenge. He insisted the M cave was real. Once the weather cooled down, Kenny was ready to try to relocate the M cave. And as promised, he brought his camera with him. He documented his search on his own YouTube channel. And uh, I'm looking for a cave that I, I found and I didn't, have a, I didn't have a sidearm when I was here before. And something about that cave just spooked me out of all the caves I've ever gone in. This one just made my body vibrate. The closer I got to it, the crazier my body felt. And I was like, all right, I'm not gonna go in there right now, but I'm coming back someday. The online community was thrilled. The search for the M cave was on. Kenny Veach was no stranger to the Mojave. He was an extreme hiker. Kenny didn't follow trails, he blazed them. It's rare for me to take the same hike twice. I don't use trails and I cover extremely long distances. It's brutal on the feet. I often will lose one or two toenails after one of my longer hikes. Yes, this is what I do for fun. Kenny headed off in the direction of the M cave. And if you watch his video, you can tell that he's pretty confident that he could find it again. It's shaped like, it's, like, it's shaped just like the letter M. And it's about, it's about level with the ground, like, like right, like in an area like this. So I really got to keep my eyes peeled because I don't want to pass it. But despite his confidence, Kenny was ultimately disappointed. Well, I did not find the cave. I mean, I thought for sure I was just going to be able to find it. Um, I remember it being fairly easy. Uh, who knows? Kenny returned to YouTube to break the bad news to everyone who had been waiting for an update. Even though Kenny was disappointed, he was still determined to find the M cave. He knew it was out there somewhere. He just needed more time in the desert to find it. I'm going again this weekend. I'll be hiking solo for three days. I plan on covering about 40 miles. There are many caves. I have been in hundreds of them. The M cave is the only cave I ever feared going inside. I really want to find it again. By now, the M cave wasn't just Kenny's obsession. Thousands of people were following the story. Everybody in the comments encouraged Kenny to go back out and find it. Well, not everybody. No, do not go back there. If you find that cave entrance, don't go in. If you do, you won't get out. That was a strange and ominous comment. Kenny even replied asking, what makes you say that? But Kenny didn't receive a reply just more encouragement to return to the desert. So on November 10th, 2014, Kenny Veach packed enough supplies for a three-day hike and once again ventured out into the Mojave Desert. But whether he found the M cave or not, we'll never know because Kenny Veach was never seen again. When Kenny Veach didn't return from his three-day solo hike into the Mojave Desert, 
His girlfriend Sharon knew something was wrong. She reported him missing on November 14th, and search and rescue teams immediately began combing the area. Kenny's car was easily found, so at least searchers knew where to start. Kenny had left clues about his intended destination in the videos and comments he posted online. He pointed to and named specific mountains and valleys. And I head off in that direction. I just go that direction, and that's west, heading towards... That's Mount Charleston, that big mountain out there. That's that's the Mount Charleston range. Searchers were able to approximate the region Kenny would have been exploring when searching for the M-Cave. Helicopters scanned the desert from the air. On the ground, a large team searched canyons and cliffs where Kenny might have fallen. Nothing. Not just no trace of Kenny, but no trace of a campsite or anything that would indicate anybody was out there. A major break came on November 22nd but it was almost too obvious. In Kenny's video, he spends a lot of time in front of an old mine shaft. Um, I'm gonna take the camera and show you how deep this hole is and kind of show you around um, real quick. Um, this is kind of iffy. I'm gonna step on this thing, it's very old, but I'll just show you down inside that hole. That goes way down in there. If you fell, that'd be it. You'd be a goner. When searchers got to the mine shaft, they found Kenny's cell phone. It wasn't damaged, it wasn't even scratched. It had plenty of battery left. It's like the phone was just placed there. If Kenny had fallen in that mine shaft, he could have easily been killed, but cameras were sent down and there was no sign of him. Search and rescue now focused their attention on the area around the mine shaft. Even doing a grid search inch by inch, there was nothing. Search dogs were brought in, they couldn't pick up his scent. He wasn't bitten by a snake, there would be signs of that. He wasn't attacked by animals, there would be signs of that too. There would be blood, clothes, human remains, but there was nothing. There wasn't a drop of blood anywhere, not for miles. It's like Kenny Veach just vanished into thin air. But people following the story online thought the search parties were looking in the wrong place. They believe Kenny stumbled somewhere he didn't belong. Uh, on the other side of these mountains, I'll show you in a second, are the, uh, is the bombing range, the Nellis Air Force bombing range. Do you know what else is on the Nellis Air Force bombing range? Area 51. <laughs> the United States government owns most of the land in Nevada. In fact, it owns over 80% of the entire state. And corporations own 100% of the politicians. Look at this map. Only the areas in white are privately owned. The government owns the rest. So Kenny Veach was hiking and disappeared on government land. If we look at Kenny's last known location, it's not that far from Area 51. Now, it's fair to say that it's still really far to go on foot in the desert, but the government doesn't just guard Area 51, they guard all the land around it, and they will not let you get close. If you try, you'll start seeing black helicopters. Try to get closer, the infamous white pickup trucks will appear. The white trucks will watch and wait and make sure that you don't cross into a restricted area. They're watching us up there. See them up there? Yeah. Now normally just the sight of the white truck is enough to scare people off. But once in a while, someone pushes their luck. Yours are still off. 
Whoa. Whoa. Um, that does not look like friendly park rangers checking to see if they need help. No, it does not. These two bikers wanted to see what would happen if they crossed the line by just a few inches. Put your hands, hands up. Put your hands up. I'm not going to tell you again. Right. Turn around. You couldn't even count to two Mississippi until the guns were out. Then the bikers retreated to a very aggressive pat down. And here's something interesting. Who are these guys? Army? Those look like U.S. Army combat jackets, but there's no branch tape. You'd expect to see U.S. Army or U.S. Air Force on their left chest. Are they military police? There's no unit insignia or unit patch. They don't have any rank insignia either. They don't even have the American flag on their jackets. And most amazing of all, they don't wear name tapes either. Who were they? They could be anybody. These guys are ghosts. In this case, the bikers were lucky and allowed to leave. But that was a tense situation that looked like it could go sideways very easily. Some have speculated that Kenny Veach might have wandered a little too close to a restricted area. So the search was back on. But this time it wasn't the Nevada Red Rock search and rescue team doing the searching. Hikers, survivalists, and investigators started retracing Kenny's steps, looking for clues that might lead them to the M cave or to Kenny. But to do that, they'd have to cross into some dangerous territory. Then, about two years ago, one YouTuber got a tip from a friend in the military. His friend said he knew the location, but it was on restricted land. This YouTuber took a huge risk going after the mysterious M-Cave, but he found it. When Kenny Veach went missing without a trace, the internet exploded with theories. Did Kenny run into mobsters or drug dealers and became a witness to something nefarious? Or maybe he found a cave to seek shelter only to discover it was already occupied. There are a few people living off grid in the desert and those people want to be left alone. But Kenny was armed. Even if he did run into the wrong people, there would have been evidence of a struggle. If shots were fired, there would be brass, but there was nothing. The theories kept pointing to Kenny accidentally wandering too close to a military operation. His last known location was in between Nellis Air Force Base and Edwards, home of Area 51. And it's rumored that there are many underground entrances to these bases all over the desert. If Kenny stumbled upon one of those entrances, he might have gotten himself deleted. A couple of years ago, a YouTuber with the handle Abandoned Mines 11 set out to find the M Cave, and he wouldn't start at the mine shaft. He went right toward Area 51. After a long hike and following the tip he got from a friend in the military, he believed he found the M Cave. The first thing that looks out of place is the stacked rocks. Clearly, someone piled those, but why? There's a bottle and some old pieces of wood strewn about, so somebody was definitely here at some point. People have speculated that some caves around the base have doors or hatches. There's no sign of that, but there are some strange scratch marks on one of the cave walls. We get a nice reverse angle that shows the entrance really is shaped like an M, and it's the right height. Kenny said it was less than six feet high. When I watched this video for the first time, it was interesting enough, but it didn't feel like the right cave. But then an old piece of metal is seen poking out from the rubble. Okay, area 51, Whoa! restricted area, no, no trespassing, use of deadly force authorized. 
Well, um, I think it's time for me to get out of here. Over the course of a year, that video got so many views that Abandoned Minds 11 decided to go back and film an update, but he couldn't. So some new developments here at the M Cave, it looks like they've installed a uh, restricted area sign right there. The cave itself was now a restricted area. Some people online pointed out that this couldn't be the cave. The M Cave was becoming so well known and so many people were searching for it that if it existed, the government would cover it up. They'd wall it off or fill it in. They wouldn't leave the cave open. That's true, but a walled off cave with an M-shaped entrance? M Cave hunters didn't see that as a deterrent. They saw it as another clue. And that clue led to another M Cave. Almost as soon as Kenny Veach went missing, Sean Horlacher went searching. In the description, you'll find links to his channel and all the others that I've mentioned today. Over four years, Sean went on multiple hikes, sometimes overnight, and covered about 75 miles of desert. He used Kenny's videos for reference and retraced his tracks. Sean parked where Kenny parked. He walks through the same rugged canyon that Kenny walked. He keeps the mine shaft in sight as a point of reference. Sean follows the same path that Kenny took. He points out various rock formations that are clearly natural, but then he comes to a rock formation that looks very out of place. It's not an M-shaped cave, it's an M-shaped opening filled in with a different kind of rock. Sean finds holes that indicate there's something behind the rock. He finds a seam that looks too straight, too perfect. You have this seam that's running. It's almost like this is a, like a foundation almost. He feels that some of the rocks are loose. But that moves, which means this one right here will move too. I can feel it. I can, I can nudge it. Sean's pretty confident that he's found the M cave. So for the record, the M cave did exist, I think. Now that looks like a pretty good candidate to me. It's not as perfect of an M as I was hoping for, but there's definitely something strange going on with those rocks. If you watch Sean's full video, you'll see him poking around and getting some really close-up shots of the rocks. But we're still missing a piece of this mystery. Remember how Kenny said that he felt uneasy near the cave, and the closer he got, the worse he felt? He described it as a vibration that was making his body literally shake. Kenny described feeling fear that grew worse as he got closer to the cave. But Sean didn't seem afraid. He wasn't experiencing any effects from being near the cave at all. He seemed fine. But a few minutes later. <sighs> Sean was hit with a wave of nausea. He couldn't explain it. It came out of nowhere. He tried to breathe through it, but. <sighs> that cave really doesn't want people near it. Get too close and. For about four straight minutes, Sean was vomiting and dry heaving. The further he got away from the cave, the better he felt. Please, please don't, don't, uh, don't, don't show it again. Don't show it again. I can't, I can't, I can't. I won't, I won't show anymore. Thank you, oof. Uh, I shouldn't have had those burritos for lunch. Uh, now they're not sitting so well. Oops, pardon me. So Sean getting sick is another clue. 
There's a piece of military tech called an active denial system or ADS. It's basically a heat ray. ADS emits high frequency radiation that penetrates a fraction of an inch into the skin and heats it. It's similar to how a microwave heats food, but there is a way to protect yourself from an ADS attack. How? Aluminum cooking foil. A tin foil hat is a heat ray helmet? Yep. The level of my genius grows with each passing day. Another piece of military tech that could have been used on Kenny and Sean is an infrasound weapon. The audio frequencies that can be heard by the human ear range from 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. Anything above 2,000 hertz is considered treble. Anything below 200 hertz is considered bass. So I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no treble. If the, Every inch of you is perfect from the bottom to the top. If the human body is exposed to frequencies lower than 20 hertz at high decibel levels, bad things happen. It can cause nausea, disorientation, vomiting, internal organ damage, or even loss of bowel control. The brown note! Right. The brown note is a hypothetical frequency that supposedly causes someone's organs to resonate, leading to involuntary defecation. Mythbusters even tested this on Adam. He said he was uncomfortable, but fortunately he was able to maintain control of his bowels. Ah, that's okay. There's already enough crap on TV. Agreed. In 2016, people at the American Embassy in Cuba started becoming violently ill with no apparent cause. Low-frequency weapons were suspected. This illness became known as Havana Syndrome. The Cuban government denied this, of course, but as soon as the U.S. started investigating, the illnesses stopped. There are even stranger theories about what could have happened to Kenny. Some people say he stepped into a portal to another dimension, or Kenny came in contact with a race of aliens. Former U.S. Airman Charles James Hall worked at various bases in Nevada in the 60s. He claimed to have had contact with aliens who flew a tic-tac-shaped spacecraft. These aliens were called the Tall Whites. The Tall Whites? Uh, that sounds like the name of a losing basketball team. What? Paul says the U.S. government has agreements with the Tall Whites and many other alien races. And these aliens have underground bases all over the desert. We covered the Dulce base in another episode. But the story about the Tall Whites is a good one too, so let me know if you want me to cover it. Yes, please. But there is another very interesting theory about Kenny Veach. That he's not captured or missing or dead. That he's very much alive. And there's camera footage to prove it. In 2013, after 17 years working as a service tech for a coffee company, Kenny Veach quit. He wanted to follow his passions and live life on his own terms. Kenny dedicated his time to creative pursuits like art and inventing. He even designed a product and a Shark Tank pitch. You just pull that, put the other one in, and let go. And it, right now it's not precise because I used hand tools, but you get the picture. It works, it works perfect and it's beautiful. And that, that's it right there. That's the new improved toilet paper rule. They passed on that one. He also invented a Glowler Bear. That's the Glowler Bear. I made, I designed the can and put all the stuff on it. Now there is a glow-in-the-dark polar bear in here that I sewed myself and he is so cool 
and I've seen nothing like it on the market. This has all the information about polar bears and the trouble they're in. So this is a great idea, but you get to see this when you get to see me. These ideas never got off the ground. He tried to stay positive, but without a steady paycheck, he was burning through all of his savings. The redneck whistle. Now I designed this, not on a computer. These are stamps that I made myself. And let me tell you something, when you whistle into it, this thing, watch this. So loud, so cool, this is what it looks like. By late 2014, Kenny was almost broke. His house was on the verge of foreclosure. In a last ditch effort, he tried to sell his house in an unconventional way, offering himself as a live-in caretaker to potential buyers. And I'm selling myself with the home. What I mean by that is I would become a caretaker, a, an all-around caretaker, uh, kind of like Alice from the Brady Bunch, she took care of all those kids' needs, along with the cooking and the cleaning and, and the, all the things that she did. Um, the only thing I wouldn't do is wear the blue dress. With Kenny out of money and losing his home, some people, including some of his family, thought he might have faked his own death, that he went off grid for a while and came back with a new identity. Not many people took this theory seriously, but in 2018, something bizarre happened. Kenny's sister-in-law, Debbie, owns a business in Las Vegas called the Enchanted Forest Reiki Center. It's a type of shop where you buy crystals, candles, incense, that kind of stuff. In 2018, someone broke into the shop. It's all on camera. And the guy who broke in, it looks like Kenny. It was a strange break-in. The only thing he stole was an iPad on his way out the door. Kenny's mother, Susan, is convinced it's him. Is it Kenny? It's really hard to tell. Kenny's mother says it is. Kenny's daughter, Victoria, says it might be. Debbie and most other people, including the police, don't think it's him. But most of Kenny's family think that it's possible Kenny is still out there somewhere, that the financial stress was becoming too much. The failure of his inventions was demoralizing. So he packed up some gear and headed out to the Mojave Desert and from there started a new life. They believe he intentionally left his cell phone by the mineshaft so he couldn't be tracked. The people posting on Kenny's and other YouTube channels didn't buy it. Kenny was such a positive guy, he wouldn't just leave. He has a daughter. He had people in his life that loved him. MK fans just wouldn't accept that Kenny would intentionally disappear. They believed he went out in search of the MK just like he said he would. But as the investigation into Kenny Beach continued, Followers of the story got some grim news. When Kenny left for the desert that morning, he didn't take his camera with him, but he did take his gun. The mystery of Kenny Beach and the M-Cave is one of the most requested topics on this channel. Kenny disappeared almost 10 years ago, but the story still fascinates people, including me. The story has everything. The lure of the unknown, the M-Cave. There is an element of danger, the extreme conditions of the desert that put Kenny and anyone who followed him in constant risk. But how much of this mystery is true? Are there things that we can debunk? Well, there are, but there still are a lot of questions. That's another reason the story endures. There's no closure, there's no resolution. Until we get answers, this mystery will continue to captivate. So what do we know? Were any of the caves we looked at today the M-Cave? Well, there's no way to tell. The people who discovered those caves say, yes, they followed Kenny's directions to the letter. But even Kenny contradicts himself a little. And it's about as tall as I am and kind of narrow. 
and uh, it's stuck on the side of a mountain. And it's about, it's about level with the ground, like, like right, like an area like this. So is the end cave stuck on the side of a mountain or is it on ground level? If it's ground level, Kenny walked right past it and didn't notice. Look at this shot from Kenny's video. Now this shot from Sean's video. That's the same rock formation. If that's the end cave, even if it was covered up, wouldn't Kenny have noticed it? I would think so, but maybe not. He's not experiencing any vibrations or the effects he described earlier, so maybe he just didn't notice. Sean found the cave in 2018. Kenny was there in 2014 and possibly earlier. If that cave was intentionally covered, by the time Sean got there, it had been covered for years. Also, if there was technology near the cave that was making Sean sick, that tech wasn't operating when Kenny walked by. He stopped for a bit right in front of that rock formation. He didn't mention feeling anything. As for the break-in video, Kenny's mom says it's him, but it isn't. That footage has been run through facial recognition software. It's been examined by experts. That's not Kenny. Kenny's girlfriend, Sharon, tries to offer some closure, but it's not good news. Kenny had struggled with depression for many years, but he didn't want to talk to a therapist or try medication. He told Sharon that depression is like losing an arm. You just get used to it. In the months leading up to his disappearance, Sharon noticed that Kenny was getting more withdrawn and seemed sad. Understandable considering his financial struggles and failing businesses. Eventually, Kenny told Sharon that his father had taken his own life and he never really healed from it. When police searched Kenny's computer, they discovered he was reading a lot of dark topics about how to hurt himself. They also found an eerie and sad document. Kenny had written, help me, over and over and over again. Sharon believes Kenny went out into the desert with no intention of returning. She believes he left his cell phone so he couldn't be tracked. He then found a cave in a remote part of the desert and never came out. If that's true, it's such a sad ending to one of the best modern mysteries. But other people in Kenny's family, especially his daughter Victoria, resist the theory. Kenny had such a vibrant, adventurous spirit. To take his own life would be extremely out of character. Also, even though Kenny had burned through most of his savings on his inventions, he wasn't in a lot of debt. He was intelligent, personable, and had a wide variety of skills. It would have been easy for Kenny to find work if he wanted to, but Sharon said he never wanted to work for anyone again. And Kenny also had a support structure. His mother, his brother, his daughter, and Sharon, they were all there for Kenny. He never had to be alone if he didn't want to be. But depression can be crippling. I have my own bouts with it. Nowhere near as severe as Kenny, but I've had days where it was almost impossible to get out of bed. So I understand why Kenny kept this to himself. It's embarrassing. He was fearless in the wilderness, but there was a part of his personality that was helpless. I'm embarrassed revealing my own struggles with depression. I wrote this part of the script five times and deleted it four times. But I'm keeping it in because if you're struggling, I want you to know that you're not alone. One in five people report depression symptoms at some point in their lives, and that number is going up. This is why the story of Kenny Beach endures. Yes, it has the mystery, the danger, and all the conspiracies, but at its core, the story of Kenny Beach is a story about a man who lived a simple life but wanted something more. He tried and failed. Then he tried again and failed again. And every time he reached out, life beat him back. He lost everything and tried again. 
I can relate to this. Can't you? The story of Kenny Veach is the story of all of us. Sometimes life feels like an endless string of failures and disappointments, but you have to keep trying. There's that old saying, when you're going through hell, keep going. And there are people out in the desert right now searching for Kenny. They go out every day and every day they fail, but they wake up the next morning and they go out and they try again. I have a ton of respect for these people. They don't care about the M cave. They care about Kenny. And they believe, like I do, it's time for Kenny to come home. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. My name is AJ. That's Hacklefish. I'm all about that bass, baby. This has been The Wild Files. If you had fun or learned anything, do him a favor. Like, subscribe, comment, share. That stuff really helps us out. Like most topics we cover on the channel, today's topic was recommended by you. So if there's a story you'd like to see or learn more about, go to thewildfiles.com slash tips. And remember, The Wild Files is also a podcast. Twice a week, I post deep dives into the stories we cover here on the channel. I also post episodes that wouldn't be allowed on the channel. It's called the Wi Files Operation Podcast. It's available everywhere you get your podcasts. And if you need more Wi Files in your life, check out our Discord. There are thousands of people on there 24 7, and they're into the same weird stuff we are. It's a great community, it's a lot of fun, and it's free to join. And special thanks to our patrons who make this channel possible. Every episode of the Wi Files is dedicated to our Patreon members, so I, I don't deserve the tremendous support that you give but I am truly grateful for it. And if you'd like to support the Y-Files, consider becoming a member on Patreon. For as little as three bucks a month, you get access to perks like you get to see the videos early with no commercials, you get access to merch only available to members, plus you get two private live streams every week just for you. Another great way to support the channel is grab something from the Y-Files store. Grab yourself a heck of a t-shirt or a fistful coffee mug or a hoodie or one of these squeezy stuffed animal heck of fish talking plushy fish toys. That's going to do it. Until next time, be safe, be kind, and know that you are appreciated. said I was. I love my UFOs and paranormal fun, as well as music, so I'm singing like I should. But then another conspiracy theory becomes the truth, my friends, and it never ends. No, it never ends. Inside Mel's home with MK Ultra, I'm being only too aware. Did Stanley Kubrick fake the moon landing alone on a film set? Or were the shadow people there? The Roswell aliens just fought the smiling man, I'm told, and his name was Cold. And I can't believe.
The Mothman sightings and the solar stones still come to Agatha, the secret city underground. Mysterious number stations, planets circle to Project Stargate and what the Dark Watchers found. In a simulation, don't you worry though. The Black Knight satellite is so I can't believe.